Welcome to episode 164 of the Black in Fashion podcast. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. I am Renice and I am your host today. Of course, guys, we are um, wanting you to stay in tune with us. So please make sure you subscribe, but also make sure you can join our Black Designer Fashion Directory. We'd love for you to send in your Black in Fashion notes, like what does it mean to be Black in Fashion to you, and our new series, The Crazy Client Chronicles, so that we can get feedback on different situations to help us grow as Black business owners. Today, I am joined with Lydia. Lydia is a fashion designer, and we're going to get to know Lydia in a little bit. Lydia, say hi. Thanks for joining us. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yes. So, Lydia, I always like to do this little icebreaker, just like shaking us up and like, you know, kind of get us in the flow. So it's called This or That. So you just tell me what thing you prefer over the other thing. Okay? Okay. All right. Let's go for it. Boot cut or skinny? I would say skinny. Motorcycle or varsity jacket? I would say varsity jacket. Studs or hoops? Hoops. Booties or over the knee boots? Over the knee boots. Berets or brims? I would say brims. And last but not least, side boot or under boot? Side. 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 Normally that one tricks people, they're like, ooh. Let me see. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Hilarious. Okay. So, Lady, I'd like to get in a little bit about you. So, can you just start off by telling us where you're from, um, where you grew up, a little bit about your background, and when that fashion bug bit you? Okay. Um, I was born and raised in Philadelphia, um, Pennsylvania. I was, I loved fashion from a young age. My grandmother taught me how to sew. So, it was passed down to me in a sense. Um, she sold a lot of me and my sisters first outfits that we wore and she taught me how to sew and that just kept the feel going of wanting to be a fashion designer when I grew up. Um, I went, I was homeschooled by my mom and that also allowed me to really hone in on my fashion career and my craft because I was always sewing. Um, she put me in art school as well as like after school programs that focused on fashion design and artistry um, in the Philadelphia area. So that was really amazing to be able to really hone in and learn my craft at a very young age. And I, from there, after high school, I went on to college and majored in fashion design, merchandising and costume design at Albright College. After graduation, I worked at a fabric store for a little bit, then did a couple like fabric, um, couple fashion jobs before going into retail. Then I went and got a master's degree in fashion business. And from there, mm-hmm. I worked on my business and been working on my business ever since. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I also studied abroad while I was an undergraduate, so that gave me experience to see um, fashion 
in the international level. Um, I was in London nice. and I got to visit Europe. So that was really cool, interesting. I also interned for like two fashion companies over there. So oh. that I was definitely, um, that definitely helped, you know, me explore options in a different country, but in the career field that I chose. Gotcha. I love that. Like, you sound, like, very, very well-rounded, and you went yeah. for design, but the Josh was for merchandising. Um, where's, what school did you get your master's at? I got it at LIM College. It's based in New York City. Oh, that's where I went. That's where I got my master's. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I was like, which one? Because like, not that many schools have, like, the master's in, like, fashion. Yeah. Or, like, fashion management and merchandising and stuff. So that's the one, like, I did. Yeah. I, yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. So... Tell me a little bit about your brand um, and what is the aesthetic. And if you could say three adjectives that describe your brand, what would you say that they were? I would say it is unique. I would say my brand is personal. And I would say my brand is um, very bold. So, okay. Um, and, and what category of clothing are you in? Are you evening wear? I'm in women's, okay. um, women's like right to wear slash evening wear. Um, I do a lot of custom looks for like birthdays, proms, graduations. Mm-hmm. Um, if finding something for like a baby shower. So um, right to wear slash like evening wear, I would say. Love that. So I got to ask you, tell me the hardest part or the most challenging part about prom season. I would say for me, it's um, getting consistent like clients. A lot of times, I get inquiries, but it's like people. It's so many options sometimes that people are just like overwhelmed. I would say, and then they also don't understand the custom custom dress order process. Mm-hmm. So they much rather just buy it like in store. So uh, that's the challenge I'm facing um, currently is, you know, getting customer, get after the inquiry, just getting the customer to um, be sure that they want to do the custom order process and getting them to understand how the custom order process works. Gotcha. Makes sense. So is it hard for you to like educate customers on that? Like when you're going, like, like going into that? Cause I know that, from my experience, like, and I used to do, like, proms and, like, weddings and events, like, mm-hmm. really, really back in the day. And I feel like I just made so many errors and so many mistakes with, like, not having, like, agreements in place and not having, like, contracts. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. then also not making sure that I, first of all, charge my worth and what mm-hmm. it takes and the time that's put into it. But also yes. being able to not compromise with people when it comes to, like, time and money and stuff like that. And, like, yes. not trying to, like, just do whatever just to get your name out there or just for, like, a quick mm-hmm. buck. Have you experienced, like, issues with that, like, in your journey? Yes. Yes, I have. Because, like you said, it's a lot of little things that you run over the course of doing it. So every client, I implement something different that I learned from the last client to better my business and make the process smooth. It's for me, it's easy to explain it to somebody how it works. Um, but like you said, it's a lot of like contracts and, you know, updating the contracts and asking the customer what you want out of it, you know, to help your business as well. And um, like you said, charging your work, that's another thing because it's a lot of price breakdown. So it's like, I'm getting the material 
I'm cutting it out. I'm doing several fittings to ensure that it fits you properly. Um, and then the appliques, everything. And then it, it really just adds up. So people look at the dress price and like, oh my God, like $1,000. Mm-hmm. $1,000 is not going in my pocket. <laughs> I can right. assure you. <laughs> it is for the fittings, the material, the appliques. And it's like these dresses nowadays are like extra. So a little gold, a little gold applique could be like a hundred dollars or more, you know. Right. And people don't realize that, you know. So they're looking at the price like, oh my gosh, you know. I've definitely had parents like DM me like, oh, like our budget is like five hundred. I'm like, yeah, well, not look, over here. Yep, well, good luck. <laughs> good luck for your five hundred, but you're not getting nothing over here for five hundred. Are you crazy? Yes, and then a lot, and then if not the parent, then it'd be the child who doesn't have no money. So yeah. <laughs> they, would, they would DM me and um, be like, "Oh, I want you know this dress," and I would tell them the starting price, and they're like, "Okay, yeah." <laughs> Don't Girl, think you gotta so make people pay so. a consultation fee so you can stop wasting your damn time. And people, I do, like, I do, do okay, the consultation like, fee, but a lot of times people, what I've experienced, a lot of times people are the consultation fee for me. I don't know, you could say if I'm doing this wrong, but this is how I do it. So <laughs> I would do a consultation fee if you have no idea what you want the dress to look like, like you have an event and you don't know what it would look like. That's why I do the consultation fee. Most people would DM me with a picture. And no. so then I would just tell them the price. No, okay, no. Okay. No, Even trying to sit there okay. and figure out how much it's gonna cost. No. And then it's like you gotta okay. go back and forth, mm-hmm. asking, going back and forth with like several questions. Like, but you like that's your time. No, it doesn't matter okay. what they want. You take. You better, girl. <laughs> Thank you. I definitely you do, and if you want to use a portion of it, like to go towards their services, that's fine. But uh-huh. then you don't have to. Like it could be just a little non mm-hmm. non refundable fee for your time. Like, uh-huh. yeah, but uh-huh. no, you got to do that for everybody. It sets a standard. It sets a level uh-huh. of like integrity and quality mm-hmm. and confidence in your work. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I promise you. Do and the, so, and <laughs> just know sometimes you lose customers because you change your policies or you start charging for yeah. things, but then you gain the customer and the clientele that you want that don't mind from it. And I yeah. can actually say I'm living proof. When I first started my business, my consultations mm-hmm. was thirty dollars. Mm-hmm. This was in 2019. Now my consultations mm-hmm. are three hundred and fifty dollars, and people still pay for it. Oh, well, I know that's right. You hear me? So, and yeah. I attract a whole different but- clientele. From that thirty dollar mm-hmm. consultation to that three hundred and fifty dollar consultation. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So work your way up, Google. Yeah. <laughs> work your way up. So I have another segment. It's called "It's a Success" or "It's a Disaster." Can you tell mm-hmm. us like a little time, like a little story about something that went like a, like really really bad, but you learned something from the experience that it helped you just like grow and be you know a better entrepreneur and designer in your craft. Um. I would say, like, one of my very first customers, she was at the fabric store I worked in, and um, she wanted a skirt, like a simple African finished skirt. <clears throat> so I was like, okay, I can do that. I, it was, like, years ago. So I don't forget how much I charged her, but, you know, she paid her deposit, got the fabric, sold it, and um, I think she did, like, one fitting, and then I fixed it. And then it was time for her to pick it up. And 
I was just like, hey, you go pick up your skirt? It was like, no answer. <laughs> and then I called and I was like, hey, well, if you don't pick up your skirt, I'm going to have to charge a fee for holding it. Like, then your like, deposit and it's going to be bigger because I'm higher because I'm holding it. And she went off. She was, <laughs> went off, cussed me out of text messages and never, ever picked up her skirt. I ended up giving it to my mom. But that just was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, mind you, this is, like, one of my first customers that mm. um I did for custom orders. <laughs> so so she, she was mad that, that was... you had a holding fee? Yes. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. See, mm-hmm. another, so just another way to go about that is you charge 50% up front, you charge 25% mm-hmm. at the fitting, and then the final 25% is yours. If somebody spends 50% on a purchase, they're not inclined to necessarily go forward with it. It's like, well, I'm just going to have to take that as a loss instead of spilling the double. But if they had already spent uh-huh. 75% of their purchase and all they was paying was the last 25% of pickup, I bet you mm-hmm. they would get there. So uh-huh. 50 up front, 25 at the fitting, and then 25 So every time you do spend time with them, you should be getting paid. Gotcha. Okay? So, you, you yeah. Do, yeah. <laughs> But girl, you got this. I promise you, you do. All right. I'm just giving you those tips. I'm like, girl, make sure you make sure you do that. So um, my last segment before we wrap up is it's a muse. Um, if you have a quote or a mantra, a prayer, anything that just keeps you going and keep you like, you know, pressing for it. Um, it could be a book. Also, it could be a poem, anything like that. I will say the thing that I always think about is the image I saw like years ago and it's these two guys like mining for diamonds. One is on top of each other, like one's on top and one's on bottom. And the guy on top, you know, digging and sounds like a little diamond and he's like, I found it. Like, you know, and then the guy on the bottom, he decides to give up and the illustration literally had he like you know hacked away like one more time he would have found a bigger diamond Mm. it's always in my head I'm just never give up because you never know how close you really are and a lot of times success takes years and we live in an age where we see stuff on the internet so we think it's overnight or it's instant and it's not so that that always lives in my mind like you just never know when your breakthrough or your success will come so you just have to keep going because you really could be close i love that that's great <laughs> good i do i do so tell me one thing before we get out of here what <laughs> would your biggest supporter say about you and why i would say my biggest support has to be my family um my um, parents and my siblings, um, especially when it comes to like doing fashion shows and events, um, my mom always wants to come, you know, and support. What would they say about and you, though? I think they would definitely say that it's I have the determination to do it and I have the talent to do it. Um, and they always would say that they admire, you know, how I can create something from nothing or draw inspiration from different things as well. Love that. And what would your biggest op, like your enemy, say about you? And is it true? I think they will say that I don't give up. And I think that is true too. I definitely think that I keep going no matter what. And even if I don't see it, 
um, if I don't see my results right away, I figure out what I did wrong and get back and always pivot to create what I want and create my dream. Gotcha. Love that. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. If you just want to throw out like your social media, your how to get in sure. contact with you, your website, and maybe any current events you have going on. Okay. Um, my social media is Lydia Simone Official. You can find us on Instagram as well as TikTok. Um, I currently have prom dresses available and custom orders I'm taking right now as well. I also have a collection with Shein, and that's available for my um, website link in my Instagram. You guys can shop that. And I have any other events and projects. You guys will have to follow me to see what is coming up next. Love that. Thank you so much for joining us today. And as I always say, stay black. Peace out.